Assess sound and data. So here we go with the Creative Disturbance channel uh, sound and data and mm -hmm. speaking with my one of my great mentors and good close friends, Pauline Oliveros, who's been involved in this area of work of uh, at the boundaries of science and art for a very long time. Uh, and so uh, I thought she would be just a fantastic person to have on as a guest and she uh, is obliging me. So hello, Pauline, how are you doing? Hi there, Scott. I'm doing fine. And it's good to see you and hear you. Uh, it's been a long time. Yeah, a little uh, too long. Um, <laughs> so you were saying you're just returning from Venice. Uh, right. You had a residency there? Is it, was it? Yes, a... I was uh, uh, in residence at the Emily Harvey Foundation in Venice. Right. Uh, and for which I would like to express my gratitude because I had a really nice two months with, with my partner, Ione where we were working on uh, the Nubian word for flowers, which is an opera, a phantom opera that, uh, um, uh, where the Nubian soul meets the colonial mind. Oh, that? wow. That sounds really interesting. So sort of sociology <laughs> art. <laughs> <laughs> well, and cultural. Cultural, of course, yeah, yeah. So anyway, the the focus of this particular channel is on sonification, and I it occurred to me some of the early influences that I mean I I arrived at at doing sonification as like a I don't know like a way of making art uh, in the way that Cage and and a lot of people from uh, an earlier generation were coming up with pro processes to create. Uh, to create art and not necessarily with the science part. And then it sort of evolved into this more scientific thing. Do you have any comments about that? Oh, uh, well, I think that, that, uh, there's been a, a great, um, well, what should I say? A great interest in, in, in scientific, uh, in, in working together with, uh, physicists and scientists, uh, for, for most of the last half of the 20th century and then now into the 21st century. I mean, because uh, art and technology uh, are coming together and have been coming together for a, a very long time. I mean, actually, I mean, any, any musical instrument that there is is a technology. Right. We think of technology as computers now, but uh, it's, there's still all that hardware out there. Yeah, right, right. And then you also, you had that art science uh, conference. I, I couldn't make it to it last year, but I was really hoping I could, I, if it's a continuing thing, I'm going to try to come this next time. Yes, well, okay, uh, fill in the listeners on that. it's not going to happen this summer. Okay. Uh, uh, we did the first and second conferences. Uh, and what has happened is the Deep Listening Institute is now part of RPI. Right, uh, and uh, we no longer have the uh, the five hundred one c three year in Kingston, and uh, wow. it's in it's where I'm living. Uh, but it's it's the center for deep listening at Rensselaer now. Right, I saw that announcement uh, go right. by. Yeah, that's fantastic. So uh, Tommy Ahan is the new director uh, oh. of the center for deep listening, and she's 
um, needs a you know a year off from the conference in order to <laughs> organize this what's happening with the center and then and then to uh, you know establish a, uh, the third conference. So it will continue, but it probably will be more biannual. Oh, okay. Well, Tommy, I remember her quite well. We we performed together with you telematically at uh, at the NIME conference uh, in two thousand five, right. I think that was. And you something were, like that. <laughs> yeah, you were at RPI, and we were at yeah, University of British Columbia. And then, uh, yeah. as I remember, uh, Jean Marc Montera uh, came in over the wire. But it was the middle of the night in Marseille because of the when they had scheduled the All concert, right. and he almost overslept. Really? <laughs> it was quite a quite an adventure. Yeah, but it was a nice uh, it was a nice concert. Yeah, yeah, it was as I recall. Yeah, it was well received, I, I, at least. Um, mm -hmm. But those telematic things are always sort of puzzling because uh, the people promoting the concerts don't realize what they're getting themselves into, and. Often don't have no, no. I mean, it's still it's still a, a very uh, uh, new kind of thing for many, most people, and yeah. also something that people shy away from. It's, oh, I'd rather be to be in the same room. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> well, and you've been doing you've been doing the metaverse. Uh, I mean, the online avatar orchestra yeah. thing. That the seems avatar very interesting. Orchestra. I, I... Oh, avatar orchestra metaverse is a, one of my favorite groups. Yes. Yeah, that's fantastic. And, uh, you know, I just because of the way things unfolded for me, I wasn't able to participate when that was starting up. But uh, Well, I remember the first time I ever came in contact with Second Life was with you. Yeah. Because you were working on it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've been, I've been, I was doing a lot in the educational technology uh, for a while there. I don't know, mm -hmm. just, I'm, I'm, I'm starting to, I'm, now I've got this position at, at uh, the School of Art and Technology and Emerging Communication, which is a newly formed school at uh, University of Texas at Dallas, and it's given me more free time for the kind of research that you and I used to be involved in quite a bit more. So I'm looking forward to maybe mm -hmm. opening up that uh, part of our uh, collaboration yeah. again, if, if possible. Great. Yeah. Wonderful. Well, uh, that that should be be something that can happen in uh, in the next year or so. Yeah. Well, one uh, of the projects we're working on, and I thought you might find this interesting, is we're tr we're sort of bringing uh, this brain data, the connectome data from a neuroscientist named Guggen Wig uh, mm -hmm. in, into uh, like an exploratory sound space that you kind of move through and you hear things based on what the data is doing. So it's like, mm. we, so it's sort of like a 3D stethoscope sort of thing, but <laughs> done, done, done inside the game, game world. And, and that, should, that should be done on a platform that's multi, uh, that multiplayer platform, so you could come in from the internet with a bunch of people, and everybody can move mm -hmm. around inside of the brain, hearing the different parts, and that's that's one of the things that we started working on just just recently. Mm -hmm. Is it possible that uh, you could do a mixed reality uh, version with AOM? Yeah, possibly. Yeah, I mean, we're we're just starting to develop this uh, platform. Everything else before now has been in JavaScript. I'm working closely mm -hmm. with Tim Perkis on on that. Uh, on the JavaScript side, but we're just starting to move over to this idea of gamification, which is a whole new uh -huh. thing. Yeah, yeah, that sounds very interesting. Yeah, but, you know, there's a there's a very, uh, I mean, the game pro uh, uh, game program at um, at RPI is very very um, active. Oh, really? Um, no, I didn't. I didn't realize they had that. 
Yeah, no, there, there's the GSAS. It, uh, it, it, it's um, rated very high as, I guess, one of the best game programs or game departments in, in the country. Oh, great. Well, uh, as ATEC is, is pretty much in the same kind of league then, it sounds like, because they've got a really robust game program there as well. And right. uh, we're, we're kind of, that's one of the things that's motivating us moving over that way because we kind of inherit a lot of the kind of raw talent that's around. So, uh-huh. uh, so I, have you been doing anything in the sonification area lately? Or do, you, or do you have a piece from the past that would be relevant to our listening audience? Um, you know, I'm not sure that I do. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I, what occurred to me was that heartbeat piece from oh. from a long time ago, but it, that's a was that's a wonderful. A, that's that's way back. <laughs> yeah, that's way back, but it's a fantastic piece. I mean, I've seen it performed two or three times, and every time it's just riveting. That's the one for that was done for Bob Ashley and uh, Alvin Lucier and. Um, for for the Sonic Arts Union. Yeah, in sixty. Sonic what? Arts Group. Yeah. What year would that been? Sixty four. Something went like that yeah. around that time. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's, that's really where, where where their heartbeats were amplified. Yeah, and then we redid a version of it at the Center for Contemporary Music at some point, I think during one of your residencies, and it's just just really a fantastic to something that simple, you know. It, it, it's sort of precursor of what Alvin Lucier went on to do quite a bit of, which are these very, very elegant, simple, straightforward, uh, audifications of natural, uh, phenomenon, but on some, mm-hmm. some level, very artistic and scientific at the same time on some level. Oh yeah. Well, uh, Alvin is a, a great example. Yeah. Well, I hope so to talk to him everybody. too at, at some point. Yes, for sure. Yeah. Anyway, I, I just, uh, you know, I, I just think well, there's another spur of the work that that Roger is doing that has to do with pioneers uh, and, and people that did groundbreaking work. I don't know if you know about that project, but that's that's something that I'm sure you, you should uh, be contributing to as well. So I'll send you on that information about that. All right. Um, I have been talking a lot to, to a biologist uh, at, at RPI who... Um, you know, was very interested in in sonifying his bacteria. <laughs> oh, uh huh. Yeah, and uh, I have a a student, uh, Brian Cook, who has done some a lot of sonification, and uh, he did a really interesting project, which was uh, to sonify the data from uh, the Mohawk and Hudson Rivers. Where they come together, oh. they're close by, and so then he 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 uh, sonified that data. So to so it, and it's online. You can um, you can listen to it online. Brian Cook, huh? Brian Cook, yeah. Yeah, well, maybe I'll get and a hold I, of him and interview him about that. Then that sounds like a really I great think, topic. I think I think you it, it would be good to yeah. interview him because. Um, uh, I, I think that his sonification is is one of you know better a, a better sonification than I often hear. And right. One of the problems, you know, the problems with it, because I've I certainly have been interested in sonifications of, of sounds from outer space, you know. Right. And, uh, but when you when you download sounds that are supposed to be of Jupiter, for example, is somebody's idea of what it sounds like. 
Yeah, and, right. Um, uh, and what I'm interested in is how how to get closer to what the uh, the actual sound is that is that you could that you should be able to hear from electromagnetic waves. Right. Well, this sort of reminds me of that that moon bounce piece that that you came up with that I helped with right. a while ago. And some some of the most right. interesting part of the sounds from that were the sort of interference from the upper atmosphere and that kind of stuff that which gave it that exactly. Kind of, yeah. yeah, exactly. And the uh, and the Doppler shift, the Doppler shift that came with, was uh, on the return signal. Right. And it w it would go up if the the moon was setting, and it would go down if the moon was rising. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that that was such a fantastic. Uh, and it was a, it was slight. I mean, the 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 shift was slight, but it was really beautiful. Also, the the um, the echo itself, you know, from yeah, the moon. Yeah. Right. Um, it 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 had a, a very special quality that uh, came from from that uh, process. Yeah, and yeah. one of the interesting things that I found out is that since nine eleven, the way we did that, which was before that, um, you you could only do it with radio telescopes. Now you couldn't use amateur uh, radio equipment anymore because they've limited the the power that that amateur radios can 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 use for some reason part of the hmm. part of the thing which is sort of a disappointment because like that, that's a piece i'd like to return to and, and do with higher fidelity now that we have you know the ability to yeah to do that kind of stuff so well i guess we'll have to talk to doug Kahn and see if he can give us a <laughs> <laughs> because he, he was yeah. certainly a fan of that piece he wrote a big section in his book on uh on space yeah. art uh, uh, d uh -huh. devoted to that and g g gave a really good chronicling of the history of that piece and stuff so, That's nice. Yeah. I, I've got to take a look at that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> but, he, yeah, he yeah, interviewed yeah. me at length about it. And I, I think he got a hold of you, didn't he, at some point? I'm not sure. Anyway, mm, he, did, he did talk I'm to me. I'm not sure he did. I don't think he did. Oh, Maybe he did. Uh, he should have. Anyway. Yeah. Well, one thing that, though, I, I believe that it's, it's illegal to send music to the moon. <laughs> oh, really? What? Yeah, I think, yeah, I think the FCC. Uh, I mean, there, that ruling came from the FCC. I've seen it somewhere. So God. I'm an outlaw, of course. Yeah, of course. <laughs> I, I've seen the poster to prove it. <laughs> That's true. Well, anyway, we're hitting the 15-minute mark, which is our, sort of our uh, golden rule here. So I'm, I'm going to uh, cut it off there. But this doesn't mean that it's the last time. I'll, I'll certainly get back to you, Pauline, and we'll have more extended conversation as things go along. And so... Okay. Thanks so much for, for, for your time. I really appreciate oh, it. Oh, no, it's, it's, it's wonderful to talk with you, Scott, and uh, to hear about what you're doing. And, um, you know, I'm glad things are working out for you there. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm, I appreciate that we are finally, I finally have access to IPv6 and a good gigapipe again, like I had back in the day when <laughs> we were doing stuff. So I'm, yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna sort of crank up that telematic stuff in the future here pretty soon. Yeah, well, I I I'll be teaching that again, the experimental telepresence. Oh, great! So yeah, uh, we should do that. And you know, Stephen Miller started this uh, wonderful conference that was that uh, Chris Chafe set up a uh, seven seven stations. To do that conference, uh, that was in January of thirteen. Right, and it was. I followed that with I interest. I, I couldn't at the at that point in my 
where I was, I couldn't participate, but now yeah. I can. So. But yeah, well, it was the conference was really exciting and it was very good, and uh, we should do it again. Yeah. Well, we have another and, uh, node then. We can make UT Dallas uh, another uh, node on the on the map. Yeah. <laughs> right. So maybe maybe we can get that uh, together over the next couple of years. Yeah. Well, and, the machine uh, the machine room in in. Uh, the recording studio, uh, the new recording studio that's just kind of coming online has got like about 30 fiber bundles that aren't even hooked up. So I'm pl that's, mm -hmm. that's where I'm planning to, you know, get this all started. So. That uh, sounds terrific. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Pauline, okay. thank you. I'm going to, I'm going to get off right now. So it's really great talking okay. to you though. Bye. Same here. Bye. <laughs> Assess sound and data.